What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Sunday League Screamers podcast. I'm your host of today's show, Steve McCutcheon, along with my one co-host, Michael Nowen. We have another great show for you, but before that, please take a moment, hit the bell, subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter at the Screamers underscore pod, where we will interact with you as much as possible. So, dude, let's just kick it off right away. News and notes, a massive talking point over in France right now. State Entienne lost their relegation playoff at home. Five to four on penalties, three three on aggregate. Before then, um, afterwards, dude, the scenes were disgusting. Fans stormed the field, lighting what looked up close to fifty, maybe seventy five flares, throwing if not more yet, throwing smoke, mm. covering their team, their opponents, the opponents. Everyone's trying to run into the huddle, dude. It was disgusting. Like, I, what what kind of punishment do these people? This, is, this also isn't their first offense. We saw this earlier in the season with them. What do you do as like a friend, as the French football? Was it Saint? Entian before then as well that had that issue or was it just like all of France because I know we co- we definitely covered this happening in the French league but I can't remember if they were specifically at fault for this I'm like 90 90% positive but again easily could be wrong I remember a couple which is not again which is pretty bad to say for the league I guess they're really trying to twerk for Amazon and get the viewership up <laughs> for all these <laughs> for, for the sponsorships but um yeah, it's, it's absolutely horrendous. And I don't know how many times we can say it, how many times we have to say it. And unfortunately, it seems like it's going to happen once every two weeks at this point. But the way that those fans reacted is it's utterly disgraceful, in all honesty, to the players, to the staff, to the other fans in particular, to anybody involved in that game and that ground, because it just makes French football look, look just like utter, utter chaos. It looks, makes it look terrible. Um, if they can't guarantee, yeah, and they can't guarantee player safety and all this stuff. Like they have better safety precautions in like, (laughs) like literally South America. I feel like at this point, like with like (laughs) the walls and everything put up and the fences, and it's it's not nearly as bad as that. And the French league this year in particular has been like really really bad with it. They got to either deduct points, which doesn't matter because they're relegated, or they have to relegate them to the third tier. Just, just for that reason, like send a message, like do something. Um, it's kind of yeah, upsetting. Yeah, the clubs are the for the fans, right? So like if the, you want to piss off the fans or get them, you know, to calm down, you have to do something kind of drastic. And I, I don't think that's out of the question. Like actually like either removing them from the professional levels and forcing them to go back down the amateur or point deduction. I would say start next ev- season. every game is, well, point deduction, every game played behind closed doors, anything, every home game behind closed doors something where it's like you have to punish fans for that because it's wildly unacceptable like to do yeah, that. Yeah, and then maybe even for the, the just safety precautions to tend to the future, do something like uh, Italy does where they have defenses up, can't throw stuff onto the onto the pitch. Like it it's 2022 and we're still dealing with this constant issue. I like like why? Uh I don't know, but they really need to figure their shit out to say the least in the French league. So like imagine being on like the, the the opposing team. Like it's the happiest moment you some of these guys probably have ever had at a professional level, and you have to run, you have to sprint back to the locker room so you don't you don't die. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it gets literally safer to play like in countries where you wouldn't. Like, I I don't know. Like it's it's just a terrible terrible situation that they need to fix immediately. Yeah, listen, the, mo- the emotions couldn't have been any any higher, I guess, for stakes for that match. And it clearly boiled over. Not, that's, not, that's not a question. Mm-hmm. I also have a weird thing. I, I don't know if we've mentioned it before on the pod, but, like, two things about the flares. One, 
I don't know about you, but I really don't. I know I don't go into like a local Walmart or anything like that and just be like, oh, flares, gotta grab them. Or like they're so readily available. And I feel like in Europe, they really like they have them at the front gate. And the second thing is, how the hell do they get in? Get them in? Did not check these I, people? Honestly, I don't know how they sneak in half the shit they do. Like into, right? <laughs> like I. I, I can't even comprehend that. They they do need to have a better job of scanning for that type of stuff coming into the stadiums. So it's just all around stadium security needs to be it's crazy. Like I, I dude, you go to a game here, like God forbid you go to like Yankee Stadium or somewhere, like go, go uh, an Eagles game, but I mean, like you get padded down, some of you walk through like security systems. It's like an airport security. And, and then what do they do over there? I've never been to Europe, I, I can't tell you. So but yeah. Well absolute bananas. Yeah. Hope we'll see what happens. Hopefully, there's some repercussions. Hopefully, yeah, to say the least. Um, some sad news on this one: Arlo White and the Premier League have parted ways. Um, used to call some big MLS games on NBC, if I recall. Um, let's just hope he can still commentate in Ted Lasso during Richmond's title charges upcoming season three. I think that's a separate um, contract. <laughs> hey man, got hopefully. Um, I I found that one a weird one. He's a really good commentator, great voice for the game. Kind of shocked he didn't, uh, permanently didn't do more to keep him. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they replaced him with a bad commentator either because it's Peter Drury who calls the Champions League games, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, w- I don't want to say it's a like for like kind of switch in that sense, but I, I do think Arlo White is a phenomenal commentator and he does make listening to the games a whole hell of a lot better. Peter Drury is amazing as well, but. Um, maybe it was a money issue. Maybe there was something behind the scenes going on that they just didn't make public, but obviously it's a shame to see him go. And I'm, I'd be curious to see where he lands from a commentating perspective. Cause you know, he was great to listen to. Yeah. I honestly, I, I would be shocked if he came back, uh, came back stateside for the MLS. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't shock him one bit. Um, we talked about it last week too. Champions league final, obviously Madrid did end up winning one nil. Sorry, Liverpool. Couple things on this one. First off, on a Liverpool perspective, they played in three finals this year. All three games, 120 minutes, 100, 120, 120, 240, plus 90. So 330 minutes without a goal in finals this year. But we played four. Then they played four. They won one. They won they won the FA Cup and the League Cup, both on penalties. Both games were nil-nil, went to extra mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And then lost to Champions League full time, 90 minutes. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. What do you? That's that's like literally the reason why I didn't pick him. Like going into that, like I, I felt I was going to win it because of that. But I don't know. I kind of was looking on Twitter as well, um, and it was weird to see that. I get the feeling now after watching Jurgen Klopp go through a lot of these finals. Obviously, he's an extraordinarily competitive person, but have you noticed that he's kind of a sore loser in a sense, and he very much bashes. But I feel oh, like, yeah, like the other the other team. All right, I'm not mistaken thinking this. I'm not hearing something that. Okay, he he definitely he's does. Biggest this. excuse maker, like feel sorry for me kind of guy. And, like I'm sure he's a great coach. Like I'm not gonna knock him on that. But like yeah, in front of the media and like deep down, like his driver. Like I feel like he he plays the victim card so often, and I hate that. I know. I know. I, at what's at what point do you not just own up and say like, Hey, this was the better team. The better team won today. Like, and granted, like in that champions league final, I like just cause it was the most recent one. They obviously outshot out possessed. I can't remember the exact stats, but it was, it was pretty, it was a pretty drastic comparison if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, and he comes back and, you know, he's like playing that victim card to go, we couldn't goal score, blah, blah, blah. And there's people on Twitter going like, Oh, well, the best team didn't win. Well, it's like at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's about the fact that the team did win one. So stop crying. Let's <laughs> just get over it at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, if you is. want to consider like a smash and grab, you can, um, it's 54% possession of 46, but uh, yes, the shots were drastically different. 24. And also they had a world-class keeper in Thibaut Courtois in net making save after save that entire game. Yeah. So there's nothing you can do about that. Like that's it. Like, I mean, I hate the snake, but he had one of the best games of his life probably. Yeah. So I can't see why he or other fans would be upset and say like, Oh, well, you know, we, we should have won. And, Blah, blah, blah. It's like you got to tip your cap to that guy for having an extraordinary man-of-the-match performance. Yeah, between that, Real came in with a mission. They were going to absorb the pressure, counter, and they were going to get their goal. They did exactly what they probably planned to do. And that's exactly how you should play Liverpool. And that's what makes me even more annoyed is that he goes, oh, well, they're playing anti-football. Well, it's like, well, you play to win the game, so... Sorry, bro. I want to raise the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> want me to just give me the game? I'll give my no, game plan. Nobody, before nobody remembers the fact that the Patriots went 18 and 0. They remember the fact the Giants beat them in the Super Bowl. Right. You know, just being honest, except for if you're a Patriots fan like myself, in which case you cry yourself to sleep every night. <laughs> so, Still to this day. That's my point. The same. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Klopp. I, I, I respect him as a coach and, I'm sure he has an incredible locker room and he, he does everything right. I mean, listen, he's been number two in the Premier League for what, three, four years, and he won one of them, won a Champions mm-hmm. League. He clearly is successful. I mean, I think that was his what, third or fourth Champions League final, even. So yeah. he's been there. He can do it. Um, I just personally just, I'm not really too much of a fan of him. Where do you rank, speaking of, you know, that game and the teams themselves, the midfield three of Modric, Casemiro, Cruz? as like an all-time top three midfield because I was looking at some stats. They won, what, five Champions Leagues together? They've won a ton of other trophies at Real Madrid, Copa del Reyes, titles themselves. I mean, they have to be up there as one of the best, or at least debatably at this point, correct? Are you putting putting them up there with like Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets, like that kind of? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. I think when you look at what they do individually, the awards they've won, what they provide to the team, I think they're absolutely up there within that realm of possibility. If not, debatably better. It's possible. Definitely possible. Um, best of all time. It, dude, I don't know. That's They've been there for a minute, too. Yeah. Modric's been there, what, since like 12? 11 when he leave uh, Tottenham pretty, pretty much right around, yeah, that. around that point. Yeah. They're top, definitely top three. That's not a question. Then you can have your little mini debates of what, of whatever else, whoever else, all that kind of stuff. But I, yeah, it, I would, it's hard not to put him in that category or at least in the conversation. Yeah. At least then for me, nearsightedly, if to round it out, I'm not sure who you put in that third spot, but probably like a Beckham Carrick, and then uh, Skulls situation. It's possible. I was a little too young for that, so I, I don't. I don't have the. Uh, I, I can't go back and watch every Man U game from back in the day. So, but yes, I guess based off the status of how those guys turned out, it's yeah, highly possible. Yeah. So another big thing though for Real, I mean, this has to slip by Benzema's bound. They were right, like not even a question. Yeah, I think it's 
if he doesn't win, it would be as ludicrous as Lewandowski not winning, but for an even dumber reason. So, yeah, Lee just didn't get the awards, didn't have it. Category. So, I mean, it's if they don't give it to him, I don't know what to say. So, he uh, 1000% deserves it. Yeah, he's had to buy from this year. Like, that's not even a question. Um, let's head over to some, some United States men's national team stuff, though, because obviously we have the window coming up. And apparently, we don't know if this is uh, actually confirmed or not, but this is from sources that we've seen. Um, Greg is pretty much named the starting 11 for tomorrow, or as his podcast comes out tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have Turner and Nett. Stefan, we'll get to oh, I'll get to that a lot. But Turner's in net, Cannon at right back. Zimmerman Long is the center back pairing. That was announced. That's Zimmerman, Zimmerman Lock is that, those two have been confirmed. Yeah. That's confirmed. Jetty at left back. Um, a midfield three of Adams, Musa, Aronson. Kind of interesting. Uh, obviously, with West coming back from injury and stuff, he's not playing a full 90 right away. Yep. Um, but first time, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to see Aronson in the midfield. Typically, he's deployed at the wing in our system, either at left or right behind. He played in that role. I can't remember the exact game, but it was during the qualifiers. But he didn't have what felt like enough juice in that game to do too much. And I believe they kept him uh, in, what? but they pulled it was some, game, right? They, they pushed him out on the right wing later in that game and then pulled him out, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember exactly who they played, but I remember him specifically in that role. That wasn't the El Salvador one, was it? It was – it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. I, 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 okay, I remember what game you're talking about now. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're, they're starting the midfield. And then up front, we got Weya, Ferrara, and Pulisic. Pretty – I mean, in my opinion, pretty standard. That feels to me – obviously, you take away some injuries, right? You have Dest, I would probably would definitely be starting over Cannon. Um, you have the Steph and Turner debate. And then after that, you got the center back next to Zimmerman, and then the nine. Other than that, I mean, it's pretty much a starting lineup. Aronson for West, maybe you can switch, you swap those out. Rain is out hurt, so there are some, there still are some questions there because of injuries. But I think that's as strong as a lineup as we're probably going to see this entire cycle. Because who do they play next after this? Uh, uh, we have who? We got Peru, right? Is that this one? I forget. I honestly forget the opponents. You had to bring that up right now in front of me. I just like putting you on the spot and making you feel awkward. <laughs> Thanks, but I appreciate it. Uh, what is it? Morocco, Peru, and I forget the third one, right? Uh, and then we have... So they have Morocco uh, tomorrow, Uruguay on the 5th, and then Grenada on the 10th, El Salvador on the 14th. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The other two, the CONCACAF, right? Mm-hmm. I thought I could have swore we had Peru in there. Do we not? No. We do not. You were Damn, I might to. still be drunk from Friday, man. <laughs> it was a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, but anyway, I think, especially the game against Morocco, I think uh, both games, actually, I think those are both great quality opponents to be testing yourselves against, obviously both in the World Cup. Um, I'm intrigued to see how they line up against Uruguay in particular. And I think that'll be a pretty interesting game because for this one, for the most part, we already know what all of these players can do. The ones that we have question marks on are that Aaron Long, that Jesus Ferreira, but who's been tearing it up in the MLS, you know, respectfully. Right. Um, 
I think the more questions come from our depth, right? You have someone like Cameron Carter Vickers back for the first time in a while. Um, Eric Palmer Brown also, you know, killed in the French league this year. Guys like that. I feel like we need to get a look at Tillman, same situation. Unfortunately, uh, I always mess up his last name, but, but Mikhailovich. Jordy, Georgie. Yeah, yeah, Georgie. Um, he's out now. He's not going to be in camp. He's, I want to say like an ankle or some type of knock over the weekend. He's going to be out for the remainder of it. Not a replacement that was brought in. Kind of shocked by that one a little bit. Um, but those are the kind of guys I feel like we need to really like look at and examine and see if they're worth bringing in for the World Cup or, you know, leading up to. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised that Aaron Long got the nod ahead of like a Cameron Carter Vickers. But, I mean, I'm not but also, surprised. I'm not but like, surprised. But like, I, I know you get what I'm saying though. Like you'd feel no, like you know I would, I would have at this point. You, why would you put him in? I, I don't see the reasoning for that. And I also, I'm, I really don't think he's out of those three center backs. I don't even think he's the best one there. I, I think he's the fourth or fifth tier out of those guys. So I don't you're talking about long, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And especially coming off the injury. Like, I, I, he's not really tearing it up in the MLS right now as much as like someone like Ferrari is. So like, it didn't seem like he was going to be a lock for that position. So that's why I'm a little confused by it. Um, I don't know. I, I hope Greg really rotates the squad. So we get to look at everybody or just mix, ma- mix and matches it. So you have some starters playing with guys that are on the fringe and then vice versa. So mm-hmm. they're seeing different looks and who's compatible with who, who plays well together, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Stefan, um, he withdrew from camp for family reasons. Sean Johnson replaced him. I found that a little weird, um, especially with Gaga Selena. Just little, literally just declaring his allegiance to the United States. Like, I, I, maybe they just don't think he's ready for this. They just want to leave him out of this World Cup run. But uh, hypothetically, if the kid's that good, he's that good on a side note, who's also now supposedly like, getting scouted by Real Madrid. Yeah, Byron so. and Real. Yeah, I kind of want him as my third keeper right now. <laughs> like, yeah, that doesn't. I don't know. That one confused me a little bit. Um, the same thing, not bringing another midfield to replace uh, Georgie. Weird. It's kind of kind of weird stuff from Greg. But again, nothing we haven't seen in the past from him by any means. I think from a lineup perspective, this is. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm not like blown away. I would like to see some integration with a little bit more. Like maybe you throw in that Malik Tillman in there. Maybe you throw in. Cameron Carter Vickers, like I, I personally rather see them with the first teamers than somebody we've already seen. Like give them those, give that opportunity to those players. Cause you're not going to obviously play these, these guys again against Uruguay. I would assume the same exact lineup. I just can't foresee that happening in a friendly game. That doesn't mean anything. No, no, definitely not. The only thing, I mean, maybe he might leave Zimmerman in there to, to kind of pair up with somebody else. I could see that potentially like you Mm -hmm. give, you give CCV and, and, and Palmer Brown, the, each maybe a game with Zimmerman if you want to go that route. Um, I'm curious what's going to happen. Also, the first game was you said Granada was it for the uh, Granada? Yeah, that might be interesting to see what we do there. Clearly, we should win that game relatively easy. Mm-hmm. Does he give guys a competitive match, someone like a Tillman and wherever yeah. else, just to kind of get the exposure to it? Like this is what this is about. Like you have to play at this level, or like welcome to the big moment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to watch. So a lot of questions in this camp, without a doubt. I, I mean, I think we all wish we were much healthier so we get to see the full squad. So we really won't know that probably till relatively close before the World Cup. 
Mm-hmm. But we shall see. Um, anything else you want to see out of this camp? I had a few things written down. The center back duo. Obviously, we want to see which who emerges next to Zimmerman. We're all pretty much at this point. Zimmerman has to pretty much be the guy. Um, that's the first I, first I, choice. I think he's he's a lock. Unless barring something disastrous, he's a, he's an absolute lock there. Agreed. Um, I'd like to see a number nine stand out. I think that'd be that'd be cool to watch. Um, whether it's Ferrara getting his chance, maybe finishing him a few more off. And then a, a youngster. I just want to see one ball out. It could be someone like Scally, who's not starting, but maybe comes in as a sub or starts a different game. We already mentioned Tillman. Anybody else along those lines you kind of want to see uh, break onto the scene? Um, I think the one I'm most intrigued about is Malik Tillman, honestly. Just given the issues we've had up front throughout the qualifying up in like at least the first half of games. And I'm wondering what type of X factor he'll be able to provide him and Haji, right? Like that's who I really want to see. Step up, and get, like, a get, get a full 90 minutes just to enter to their belt and see how they integrate with the team. So, Yeah, I, I see Greg's probably doing the same thing he did most of the qualifying, where if we had a three-game window, we pretty much had three different strikers start mm-hmm. one of the games. So let's see what else we got written down here. Oh, congrats to um, Nottingham Forest and Ethan Horvath on getting promoted. The United Ooh. States men's national team will now have their top three keepers all in the Premier League, but as backups. I mean, there's every possibility with, with Horvath. I mean, I think of all of them, he probably has the best opportunity to get a start. You would have to say, at least a yeah, consi- consistent so. amount of starts. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with, with them. Um, it's not like Nottingham Forest, too. This is like a way too early prediction, but, you know, they're going to obviously be facing a lot, of, a lot of shots at them throughout the year. I don't think the defense is going to be able to hold up with a Premier League really throws at him too much but that's a conversation for another time <laughs> and <laughs> plenty I, I do, of time to boost the squad i do i do think that we could potentially see a run of form for horvath at some point in the season more consistently than we would see stefan or or turner but yeah yeah he definitely out of, out of the sorry out of the three definitely has the best chance to start but because uh i honestly i'm not gonna say i know the guy's first their first choice keeper's name but when he went down the injury i want to say horvath started like close to like eight, 10 games in a row, did really, really well for them. So they clearly have confidence in him. He actually got into the uh, playoff final match for probably the last 10 minutes or so, give or take, mm-hmm. just uh, also due to an injury. So we'll he see where it heads. He didn't have much to do in that final, but he looked good. Nah, he, 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 he looked the part. <laughs> he looked, yeah, he looked, listen, he had the experience of walking into a big game and making a big save. I was, I was hoping so bad they gave away one of those, although granted, Hutterfield should have had two penalties before that, but yes. <laughs> Oh, big t- that's also a talking point. But um, if they give away, like, actually got a penalty called and see Horvath step up like he did in the, uh, the Nations League final against Mexico, mm-hmm. I would have I've been hyped up for the guy. I've been like, he's got this. Yeah. He he just reminds me of, like, a like a silent killer. He just looks like he's got, like, a stone face. And that's the last guy you'd I feel like I'd want to face in, like, a PK shootout where, like, you just can't get a read on him. He's not talking right. shit. He's not saying anything. He's just, like, locked in on you. Just totally lost. <laughs> Yo, how how goofy does he walk around though? He, he looks he like does. a stick every time. <laughs> I see him walk out the field. I was like, this guy does not look like he should play professional sports. <laughs> it's like the Tom Brady shirtless picture. Like this guy's the best quarterback of all time. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Oh. 
And then uh, one last note from a United States perspective. This actually just came in right before uh, we were podcasting. I don't know if it's confirmed yet or not, but Alex might in the right winger for Nottingham Forest is apparently filing a one-time switch to the United States men's national team. He was born in Connecticut, but represented England from uh, under 15 to under 20s. So could be a cool sign for them and add depth to a position. I would say our wings. Right wing say it's one of, the, were, one of the stronger positions we have. Yeah, so I don't know how much game time he's looking to to obtain or get into the future. It might be just one of those depth guys we have, but you never know. He could break out as well. So um, just another great recruiting thing from Greg, which we knock out on him a lot, even this episode a little bit for just kind of some weird things we see with the lineups and what he does with call-ups. But guy seems to be an awesome recruiter. Yeah, that guy's that guy's recruiting game is crazy tight. Must do a John phenomenal. Calipari level. Yeah, he must do a great job on LinkedIn as like a recruiter. If he ever had oh, that job, good joke, good joke. <laughs> that's a work related joke. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if anyone if anyone didn't know, <laughs> let's head over to some transfer news that already happened this summer. Um, biggest one recently. You want to take this one for yourself? Uh, I guess. I mean, it's semi-important. Ivan Perisic confirmed to Spurs. Spurs paying on a free uh, for a 33-year-old, very proven, very experienced left wing back slash winger. Um, Champions League uh, winner? Did he win one with Bayern? Champions League, Champions League winner, World Cup, I guess, f- finalist. Not a not a winner, but he also won multiple other trophies with um, Bayern, with Borussia Dortmund, titles, obviously in Italy. Um, the dude is as proven as a winner as he comes. And also he's probably one of the more ambidextrous players I've literally ever seen play in my life. Ironic uh, that he wants to not win a title in the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, or, or maybe he sees it as an opportunity to do something amazing. <laughs> so is there an Audi cup, cup this summer? Is there one? No, that I don't know but the, no, but the Spurs are in the champions league and a Croatian has won the champions league for the past, like what, 10 years now. So Modric still is alive, right? He is still alive. <laughs> okay, just check. Just want to check on that one. But it gives us an opportunity. <laughs> good to know. Good to, Chelsea's in there too. We got Kovacic. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm about that stat. I, I like it. I like it. But um, um, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a ten, great 10 goals, seven assists in all comps last year. He's His form isn't dropping anytime soon, it looks like. For, what, great for what Spurs need too, because I remember watching, obviously, there was countless times in games where Regulon or Sessegnon will be played into like an amazing spot and they're just not natural. They don't have that ability to put the ball in the back of the net, unfortunately. And obviously with a player of Paris, it's just quality. I think you're going to see a whole hell of a lot more of that on the wings with Spurs. Um, so it'll be, it'll be pretty interesting to see, honestly. And then for Sessegnon in particular, he's the perfect mentor for a young 21 year old kid to come up learning from Ivan Perisic, you know, who's, essentially a goat at that position i feel like yeah. um, do you feel like it's more of a depth signing though because i mean obviously son he's something's gonna be the starter kulazevsky's on the son, right side so so i don't see him playing in son's position i think if anything he covers for son but he's gonna i think honestly they're gonna get rid of sergio Reggion and he's gonna be playing that okay. true left wing back role interesting so, okay so that's it's more like a three four three four three kind of like behind that's behind that's son. exactly how i see it playing out is that what you guys play now? Honestly, I don't know the formation. That's typical that's, Conti, though. That's the, the typical lineup he wants. So, and okay. I think that's exactly what we were missing was someone of, of that quality, and they went out and got debatably the best person in the world in that position. So, and not a free. God love that. Yeah, I, I have no qualms with his age at all, or this that signing. It's a solid two year move. 
Gotcha. Cool. Um, then a lot of moves out of Aston Villa recently. Uh, Bubakar Kamara on a free. Uh, Coutinho, after his loan spell, is now signed permanently through 2026, if I recall correctly. Barcelona Diego- with some phenomenal business there, paying 100, what, 40 mil, 120. Or how much did they pay for Coutinho? 100. Oh, I did it with a lot. It, was, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't, the, I don't know if it was the most expensive at the time, but it was damn near close. Yeah, just to resell them. Forty maybe. Like, just to resell them for like a quarter. It was undisclosed when I checked, so I don't. I don't know the final number. I'm sure it'll come out eventually, or just be rumored. But yeah, that's Barcelona's good at doing that. And then um, they also signed Diego Carlos from I think I want to say Sevilla. I think he plays Sevilla. for. It. Yep, Sevilla. Right? They had a big summer last year. You know, Ings. Um, who's their winger? Are they got from Norwich? Buendia. Uh, Leroy Bailey. Bailey. Was he there? No, wasn't he? he yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, but he was just injured a little bit. And I, I want to say there's one other bi- a big signing as well. A lot of high expectations, a lot. Obviously, Gerard was not the manager going into there. It was Dean Smith to start the year. And, mm-hmm. you know, Gerard kind of, say, stabilized it, got them out of a little bit of a rut, and coasted kind of the rest of the season. Almost pulled off the most incredible last game of the year, but didn't. Do expectations go up again for them? Slash, can they also live up to him? I feel like they definitely have to because now you have a manager in Gerard who has proven he can weather a stormy, a stormy siege in a sense, and he was able to set smooth with like that team that was in a in a really bad rut, like you alluded to. So he now has an opportunity to really implement his play style for a whole month or a whole month, but a whole preseason. And not only the current players that they recently brought in, but also these new players, right. Um, who are coming there specifically because of Steven Gerrard. So I think the expectations have to be set higher for them. They have to be, I feel like if they're not pushing for at least like, you know, the conference league, I think it's a bust of a season for them, honestly, given the amount of money they spent, the people they, the people they brought in on Twitter. Honestly, you could. I, I, I'm totally fine with that. Like, I, I'm willing to go that high on Steven Gerrard and the people they've brought in because they have talent on that team. Unless there's some insane injury bug that hits them, I don't see. Possible, yeah. I don't see any reason why they can't be at, at that level. To be fair, I, I, truthfully, I think this is going to be this coming Premier League season is going to be one of the most like we had a ridiculous competitiveness for the Europe Europe this past year. Next year, let's let's just kind of write off the names. Via, I I agree with you. I, I think they could potentially push for that spot. And they, they, that's what their goal they should be. Yeah. Then you're talking Newcastle. Who will spend. Wolves. Yeah, they will be there. Wolves, I think, will have a regress. Down the I, I, yeah, I, I'm not saying they'll, they'll get there, but I'm saying their goal should be conference league at least. That would mm-hmm. like just shoot for. Because, I mean, listen, they were, what, five points off at this past year? Yeah, again, if they could figure out how to score more than one goal. <laughs> they just scored. <laughs> <laughs> Gates are open. Um, yeah, I mean, Ashtonville is also going to have a decent amount of competition, right? So if they're going for Conference League, you have Newcastle. Wolves potentially is outliers there. I mean, they had a good season this year. If they learn how to score, never know. Um, I, I would imagine if Brighton somehow signed a number nine for the first time in like 17 years, they <laughs> would also have goals or aspirations of Conference League. Uh, Leicester's going to be shooting for Europe. West Ham, Man U. It's gonna be I like, a hell. I like how you're putting Man, Man U in that group of teams. <laughs> I said, but in, I said rea- but in reality, I did not, yeah, did not the Champions League. 
That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and if you want a big dark horse, we love him to death. Crystal Palace, who the hell knows? We'll see what they do in, in the offseason. But it's not going to be an easy road for them. Their aspirations should be high, especially with everything they got going from, like you already mentioned, Gerard, the new signings, the previous new signings from last year. They have a good squad. It's a matter of everything comes together for them or not. Yeah. I think all of those teams easily could vie. You can see a lot of very tight races for that last spot and kind of like that back half of – and like low – the back half of the, the top 10 and then also like that 12 to 13 spot. I think from 13 to maybe like seven, I don't think it will be more than eight points separating those teams. That would drop him, but I mean, this year, fifty-six. There's ten points between yeah. West Ham and Brentford. Yeah, eight eight between Crystal Palace and them in twelfth. So yeah, I mean, that's that's like spot on. It's it's gonna be a hell of a race towards the end. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of teams like like we mentioned, Wolves easily could have taken uh you know a couple of those one nil losses they had turned them into wins. Newcastle, if they had the money they had from the whole season, not just January on, who the hell knows? Crystal Palace, another team that just couldn't find enough wins and they easily could have yeah. a hell of a year next year. Hell of a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, big signing for Liverpool as well. Fabio Carvalho, uh, one of Fulham's main men in their promotion campaign this past season, had 10 goals, eight assists over the recent year. He, I don't know if you remember this or not, but the year they were going down to the championship, he started towards the end of like April or May, give or take. And um, was one of the guys that kind of stood out for them. Young guy, do, young kid. I, and I do off not. Liverpool. I do not, but I've only heard great things about him as a player. So it'll be exciting to see him be a part of that team. And it's interesting too, is that they're not loaning him back out to like Fulham for the remaining of the year, which kind of gives you the impression he's going to be pretty involved off, off the jump. So be interesting to see how he fills that role, especially with one of the other Liverpool main men, not confirmed, but more than looks likely, likely. Neat, looks very likely that Sadio Mane is going to leave. So that feels weird, actually. I feel like he's been a just a staple for them for a while now. So yeah, he's it's changing of the guard to say the least. He he debatably ignited the Klopp revolution. Like he was the player to ignite that. Was that he the team. first one over there when he joined from Southampton? He was, he was the first one. Yeah. Shit! Wow. He set the world on fire there. <laughs> Honestly, it'd be cool to see him at Bayern. Another good team. He's gonna be vying for trophies the entire time, and. It's fun. I, I enjoy seeing guys succeed in different leagues. That makes them, that shows you how good of a player they truly are. Cause each league has a different skill set that you need to be good at. Mm-hmm. So props to him. If he leaves, best of luck. Um, also, if he leaves man city, enjoy your title. Yeah. Um, Aronson to Leeds is also confirmed $30 million move for the man. Uh, it was basically confirmed by the time we posted this last week, but um, now it is official. I still say it's a good move for both the club for himself Great new challenge for him. He's worked at Marsh before. He knows what to expect of Aronson. Aaron Aronson knows what to expect of him. I think it's a great piece of transfer business. I don't it's, know if everyone in England might agree. It's not like they didn't want him prior to Marsh anyway. Like Beasley exactly. really wanted him as well. Like he does fit the system very well for what they're looking for. Like we said, even if Rafinha more than likely looks to be one foot out the door as well to go to Barcelona, um, that's money they're going to recoup from him. I still think, like I said, week prior, that money should be reinvested into the defense more than anything, ensuring up 
that area of the field. Cause I think that's by far their biggest weakness. Um, but we'll he had see. a great name last week, actually. I think, uh, what was his name? Uh, mm-hmm. John Brooks. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy idea. But he'll fit well. Aaronson will play well on that team. I like it. I like it. Um, we already mentioned uh, Sol- Solnina getting attraction from Real Madrid as, as well as Bayern. Um, this one, I, I didn't even notice until you put it up there. Chiellini to the MLS. Yeah, officially to, I believe it's LA, LAFC. LAFC. Yep, which is quite a intriguing move. Um, but, hey. I feel like power. he will murder people in the MLS. More power they to actually him. murder them. Yeah, I mean, he's that guy literally ages like fine wine and he plays like, you know, he just he's just so smooth on the ball. Um, he'll be like great. Paul Ariel is making a run through the middle. He might just clothesline him and well, get away with it. It's because he's Cellini. He's, he's a master <laughs> of that shit. <laughs> it's cool. I, I like when these guys come over, though. I know for a while MLS always had a knock of a retirement league kind of situation. But when you can pull guys in of such quality – whether it's towards the end of their career or not, it's a it's a name, it's a brand for the for the league. I mean, realistically, when you saw Henri and Beckham come over, like that was the that was the first big wave. Yeah, right. Well, so any, anytime yeah. you can take a guy, someone like Chiellini's stature, I I don't like it, it's a good thing in my opinion for for the MLS. Yeah, I think I think it, it's never wrong to bring in a name like that because it's going to attract viewership, it's going to attract fans. Um, but I, I have no, no issue with it. So I, I don't mind it. Agreed. Agreed. Any other kind of uh, things you want to touch upon today, man? No, I'm excited to see how the U S though, line up against Morocco, how they line up against Uruguay, specifically, like I said, Malik Tillman, Haji, Wright. That's what I really want to see and how they are able to perform, uh, for the stars yeah i'm hoping to do like five seven as many or as many substitution as possible for these just we i want to see as many of these guys as humanly possible get into the games um mm-hmm. mix match the the roster up a little bit get guys playing with someone that they haven't played with before see how they link up i'm excited a lot of questions going into a uh, world cup year feels weird not having in the summer though i'm kind of angry about that it's gonna be a dry sports summer it's gonna be a very dry sports summer but it'll be a intense november <laughs> Very, very, very much so. But that'll do it for this episode of the Sunday League Screamers podcast. Like, comment, hit the bell, subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the SLScreamers underscore pod for daily tweets about the show, world football, United States men's national team, and the Premier League. I'm your host of today's show, Steve, with Mike signing off.